Finding a doctor is truly the hardest thing on planet Earth, which is so unfortunate because when you're feeling really sick, the last thing you want to do is talk to an old man who has no idea what you're going through and doesn't understand anything about medical stuff or science and just tells you to drink more water. That is just the worst feeling ever. And that's why I use ZocDoc. If you listen to this podcast, you know I'm obsessed with ZocDoc. It's the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable and actually listen to you. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Go to ZocDoc.com BCC and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's zocdoccom slash BCC. ZocDoc.com slash BCC. This episode is brought to you by Fidelity. Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of U.S. stocks and ETFs with zero commissions online. Visit fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSC, SIPC. Welcome to the chain and happy pride from you two lesbians. Yes. Welcome to the BCC Club. I am one of your hosts, Kendall Landro, and I'm here with Sarah Shower. And today we're going to be talking about just being lesbians and Pride <laughs> Month in general. It's a very special Pride episode. We do still have a guest on at the end. My mom has weaseled mm-hmm. her way into this podcast and she's going to be interviewed by Sarah at the end of this. Yeah, the real focus of Pride should be our allies. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly right. So she'll be interviewed today. Sarah and I are gay. Yes. You identify with that? Yeah. Is that true to you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Me too. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... We, um, so for this episode, we came up with this topic a little bit in a rush so we didn't get to contact Mia about research. So I just... This (laughs) is going to be... I did, I did it. It's uh, three pages, and um, it's mainly like talking about like our personal experiences, being content creators, coming out. We're also lesbians, and we figured that you guys could really just tag along. We're going to debunk some myths, talk about our coming out story, as well as some scandals for um, rainbow washing. If y'all are familiar. But um, Sarah, when did what was coming out like for you? We should ask, <laughs> what's our week being like first? Okay. Sarah, what was your big gay week like? I just want to tell everyone that I'm still in a little bit of pain from the last week's episode. I have a back heater on because I pulled my back and I've got to fart. Um, uh, put some more gel in the back of my throat. Now I'm kind of choking. Um, but yeah, how are you doing? I'm good. Great. I'm good. I'm about to leave for an Alaskan cruise mm-hmm. in T minus couple hours. Yeah. And I'm so excited. I've never been on a cruise before. Mm-hmm. Last week I went to... New Orleans, mm-hmm. which I'd never been there. I did a crab boil. Sorry, I said that wrong. I did a crawfish boil, yeah. which was very fun. Mm-hmm. Learned how to open up the crawfish and suck the juices out of the head. Yeah. And it was very fun. I went on a swamp tour, saw alligators. So I'm really, I packed all my years traveling into this month. Good. So I, I feel a little tired, but I'm excited to adventure more. Hell yeah. I When you said I did a crab boil, I was about to be like, you watch Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but that's very funny. I never honestly thought about that. That their names are crab and well, I don't know. Isn't it Goyle? 
I don't know, Goyle, whatever. <laughs> Who Rob cares? Goyle, whatever. <laughs> whatever. So what was the first thing that you, this is just um, a list of questions that we're going to talk about coming out. Yeah. If you guys are gay, make sure to sound off in the comments if you hear a, a question that prompts a really interesting answer from you. And if you're an ally, find a way to donate to us. <laughs> find a way to make it about yourself. <laughs> um, okay, Sarah, <laughs> what was your coming out like? If you feel comfortable sharing. I initially came out as bi. Um, just because I wasn't, I was not educated on girl gayness, you know what I mean? Not mm -hmm. male gayness. Like I said, when I was younger, I didn't know that girls could be gay. The only good thing about that is that I never got conditioned to believe that lesbian is a bad word. Yeah. I just never heard the word lesbian. I remember one distinct time at the end of the movie Dodgeball, the girl main character kisses her girlfriend yeah. and the guy main character, Vince Vaughn, is like, you're gay? And she's like, no, I'm bisexual. And I remember my parents said, ew. And I was like, what? And so then I, that obviously fetishizes bisexual people in that movie. But like, I was like, oh, that like exposed me. But I came out um, uh, like in like December of 2020 as a lesbian. So I was already like fully online. I had just given up... Um, this is sad immediately. I had given up thinking that my parents would ever accept me. I initially was like, if I'm bi, there's an opportunity for me to like marry a man and my parents will love me for that. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? <laughs> Just looking at the past, I don't think anything could really change yeah. if they like me or not. Yeah. So I was like, I'm full. <laughs> I'm a lesbian. So do you feel like you knew you were a lesbian way before 2020? Yes. I, I <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, I've got tonsil stones and I swallowed one earlier and I feel them all shifting. All right. I'm just oh, disgusting. No. I should literally just die. But um Sarah! I'm sorry. No, no, no. Um I watched the movie Stick It like in 2009 and the main character was like a tomboy. Yeah. And she was had like nice broad shoulders and yeah. she was the skater and I literally like was like why is the downstairs now wet? Yeah. Yes. And that was your first moment. You were like, oh. I was like, there's something amiss. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so what, what what was it like? When did you come out? I came out in, I mean, 2018. Mm -hmm. I came out as a lesbian. Yeah. Um, very embarrassing. I did make a coming out video, which I. You did? Yeah. Which I, I wish that. On didn't, YouTube? Yeah. I wish that didn't happen, but it did. It's deleted. It, well, it's privated. Why did we not just make the topic of this week's episode coming out videos? <laughs> that would have been so much. Well, let's do a different one. Let's do another. We're going to do an episode on famous coming out videos. Yeah. The biggest one being mine, probably the most famous. Yeah. No, we're gonna... I mean, it was embarrassing because I posted it. Yeah. 2018. I and it's, it's so deeply embarrassing because it wasn't for the Internet, really. Uh -huh. I, so I had a YouTube channel from like age I mean, 11, all through high school. I posted vlogs almost every week. Dude. I was very dedicated to it. It never picked up traction, if you can believe. But that made it more embarrassing because, like, the only people that were subscribed were in my hometown. Yeah. I probably had, like, 800 subscribers, oh which my. is pretty good for, like, an, a middle schooler. Yeah. And that was just, like, everyone at my middle school and high school. So when I posted a coming out video, like, everyone at my school saw it. Uh-huh. And it was very... Um, it was a little cringy. And it had, I mean, it wasn't, I don't want to be too hard on myself. Mm -hmm. It was very sweet, but it was supposed to be kind of funny too. Mm -hmm. So I like acted out moments that I knew I was gay and I had like my friends act in the video. What? It was insane. I, but so that exists. Yeah. And, um, but so I came out when I was 18 after I went to acting school. Mm-hmm. 
I'd already known I was gay for a really long time. Yeah. But I was like not going to come out at yeah. my high school. That was just not something I ever even thought about doing because yeah. it would just have been bad, I think. I, I don't know. Maybe it would have been fine, but it would have just been a lot. It would have yeah. been very stressful. Even if people weren't exactly mean to me, there would have been a lot of talk with the parents and the stu- It would have just yeah. been a lot. It would have been too much. And so I didn't come out then. I just waited. And I, but I kind of was a little nervous because I felt like I didn't know if, like, I'd never had anything with anyone. Yeah. Like, I'd never been on really a date with a boy or kissed a boy or uh-huh. kissed, I'd kissed a boy in a play. Yeah. But that was it. So, I think I was worried that I was like, maybe I think I like girls, but I like don't know. And maybe I'll kiss one and be like, wait, I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Which looking back, I mean, I was so I was so gay. But I uh, so I didn't come out until I had my first girlfriend. Yeah. Whose name was. Uh, well, I guess I'm not going to say their name. actually. Yeah. <laughs> whose name was. Here's her first and last name. Yeah. My first uh, my first girlfriend who had a gender neutral name. And so I would talk to my parents about it for like months of us dating, but just using their gender neutral name and like saying he Mm -hmm. so they thought I like had a boyfriend yeah but they knew like they were like the way that they're talking about this person is so bizarre the way like they have no photos with them yeah they're not sharing any detail like it feels bizarre and I so they I think knew that I was gay at that point and then I told them on the phone and they were very nice about it but my dad when I was a junior in high school Mm -hmm. took me out to dinner just him and I and he was like, I've brought you here because I want you to be able to come out to me as gay. <laughs> Isn't that insane? Yes. And I was like, what? And he, and I, But I already knew I was gay. Like, I was mm-hmm. closeted, but I fully knew that I was a lesbian. And I was like, what? Dad, no, I'm not. Like, I'm not gay. Like, that's yeah. crazy. Like, what makes you think that? And he was like, I just have always imagined you marrying a woman. Like, I just can't. I feel like you're gay. You've never had a boyfriend. You don't seem interested in guys. Like, I just see you as probably being gay. So I want you to know you can come out to me, like, you know, and yeah. I just kept being like, no. But then that whole rest of that night, I kept bringing it up. Like, I wouldn't stop talking about it where I'd be like, Dad, why did you think I was gay? Like, what made you think yeah. that? And, like, after hour two, he was like, okay, I don't know. Obviously, I was wrong. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Stop talking about this. Like, you're not gay. I get it. And I would be like, wait, but, like, seriously, like, what about me makes you think me that I'm gay? Yeah. Like, I couldn't stop talking about it. Um, sorry. That was a really long answer. No, you're, that was <laughs> the exact answer to the question <laughs> that I asked. Uh, yeah, but people, you know, people were very nice. People I surrounded myself were very nice. I obviously had a couple people who unfollowed me on Instagram, but yeah. that was, you know, I don't care. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You want to know something fucked up and funny? Yeah. You know that option to block people on Instagram? Yeah. It says block them and any other accounts they may have or create. I blocked someone who was being a piece of shit to me. And then a couple days later, I was like, I'm not seeing one of my friends anymore. And so, like, I, I wasn't seeing their posts. <gasps> And so I check who I had blocked, and there was no reason for me to have blocked her at all. And I also haven't blocked someone in months. And I was like, her account was the spam account that was being a dick to me. Whoa, did you confront her? No, but I was like, I was like, uh, why? There is no saying. I've been sober for a very long time, and there, like, I have no beef with her. But like, she was the only person that was now blocked with the spam account. Whoa! Did you already have like an internet following? Yes. Was well, she this in- was a couple months ago. Oh, yeah. Was she an internet person or no? No. Do you so you think just like jealousy? I think she's just being a bitch. Wow! I know. That is wild. But I just want you to know, I saw it. Yeah. Fucking weirdo. Man, were there ever any moments where like you were almost like outed? Do you know what I mean? Like where people or where people were like, "You're gay," and you were like, "No, I'm not." No, because I already had a I've had a following since like 2016, 2015, 2014. Mm-hmm. Like so it 
and I'm also just everything I think I immediately say. Yeah. So like if I have even had an inkling that I was by, I'm like, guys, guess what? Yeah. Newsflash. I'm thinking is impure thoughts. But like I, so I didn't really like felt. I didn't feel the pressure to be out like outed at all. If anything, I just said way too much all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but yeah. Do you ever regret that? Like, do you ever a lot of things you're like, I wish I hadn't been that personal or like talked about that part of my life. Um, getting, trying to get sober the first time because people, um, are not nice to addicts. Um, when you talk about sobriety, they take it as a green flag to shit on every addict in their life. That's why I have a very hard time bonding with, um, children of addicts online. Like I want to validate your experience, um, with an alcoholic mother or father, but you were denied care by this alcoholic. And so you have a negative impression, rightfully so, of this alcoholic in your life. And now when I'm complaining about my alcoholic experiences, they're like, yeah, now they're shit talking yeah. someone else's alcoholism. And I'm like, that is valid, but that is also your parents. And I feel weird right now. But um, that's the only time, because when I talked about getting sober, people, instead of being like, good job, they would be like, yeah drug alcoholics are like stupid as fuck so i'm happy that you're getting sober and i'm like yeah damn but um yes and then also oh my gosh this is a funny story that i wish i didn't share not because of it's something okay so my um my reaction when i'm like overwhelmed fight flight or freeze is freeze or like my brain shuts off and so i remember one time <laughs> i was walking to the store to buy cigarettes i start smoking one cigarette and i'm walking back to my apartment and there is a man with a gun gesturing not at anyone but he's like talking to himself and he's like gesturing with the gun and i cannot walk around like it's unsafe also to walk around and so my brain shut off like i know don't approach him with a gun but i have a cigarette so i'm like in <laughs> the only thing i managed to say was do you want a cigarette and so the man with the gun he's like he like puts his hand out and he like gestures me to put it down like go away he's like uh you know, and so I'm like, I'm too afraid right now to flick my cigarette, but I have to go inside. So what I do is I put the cigarette in my backpack and it's fully lit because I just my brain again was shut off because this man had a gun. So I like run past him and I start to when I get in the building, I know that my bag, the inside is on fire. And so like it also burned a hole in the bottom of my bag. But everything like there was a small fire in my backpack. So I put it out in the apartment bathroom. And then I go online and I want to tell people that this has just happened because it's a funny like, oh, my brain yeah. farted. And I thought that they would be like, the main comment was, that's what you get for smoking. Wow. I was like, and then also someone, a large majority was also focused on the littering. They're like, well, you shouldn't have littered. And I'm like, the whole point of the story is that I actually did not litter. I lit a s small fire in my bag. Man. Like they were so like mad at, they were more mad at me for smoking. And then the thought of me littering. <coughs> that they ignored everything else man and i i that's bizarre yeah. if someone has a gun and you're next to them to me i'm like no matter what you do i'm like i get it you had someone holding a gun near you yeah like i like i literally my brain shut off and i for some and whenever you know whenever people are upset or like you're drinking or something you offer them like a cigarette if you have one because that's like a bonding sort of thing you know and so i was like oh I'll offer him and then but yeah God, That's that is I, so annoying. Yeah. I'm always like, obviously this isn't like, uh, there's you did nothing wrong in that scenario, but I sometimes the way people 
come for people on the internet, I am like, why are you treating this person? Like, there, there's this girl on the internet who always gets so much hate. She gets so much hate. And yeah, I don't agree with a lot of the things she does. I think she does things that are stupid and inconsiderate and like, she doesn't seem too bright. Yeah. <laughs> um, she, but she went viral on the internet and now that's her job and she makes like a shit ton of money doing this, mm -hmm. but it's the same person, like still does stupid stuff with her money, does stupid stuff in general, does dangerous things, does things that harm other, I mean, she's just kind of an idiot, but she gets so much hate. And I'm always like, yeah, this is a normal person who got went viral on the internet. What about this person do you think was gonna be like saying really profound things about things going on in politics? Yeah. Why are you asking her to speak on this political issue? Why are you like shocked that she went and like, did this thing that's illegal that she shouldn't be doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, stop watching her. What yeah. is the, what do you think? People on the internet are just people on the internet yeah. who like went viral. It's like the one place where it's like so, like you can become successful so randomly. Yeah. We actually, we're going to do an episode on being chronically online, but I think a lot of people online have low emotional intelligence and they cannot hold two ideas at once. Yes. They can only focus on one concept. And um, that's what like, like I, oh my gosh, this is a sidebar, but I saw this girl, she was Indian and she was talking about how Indian weddings, you like the bride wears red. Yeah. And so she was talking about how if someone wore red to her wedding, you yeah. know, she would be like, that's messed up, you know, like you're not yeah. supposed to. And everyone in the comments, this girl explained how she is Indian. Everyone in the comments is like, I've heard of white, but why red? And I was like, <laughs> you can't, you, like, all they heard was, can't wear one thing to a wedding, yeah. did not latch onto any other information, yeah. and I was like, I was pissed, because all of these comments were getting thousands of likes, like, oh, I'm sorry if I wore red too. It's like, <laughs> the context of this. Well, people are so embarrassing too. <laughs> this is different, but like they'll feel called out in a video. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more embarrassing than someone making a video, this isn't the embarrassing part, there's nothing more embarrassing than commenting on a video of someone being like, I hate when people do X, Y, Z. Or my mom was the worst because she did X, Y, Z and it was really harmful to me or whatever. And then the comments are all these people being like, now listen, I do that mm -hmm. and it is not bad and I will tell you why. And then I'm like, you seem so embarrassingly defensive. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like yes. if someone wore white to a wedding, obviously this is different. Yeah. And then someone's like, you shouldn't wear white to a wedding. It seems like a person who's being like, well, why? Because I wore white to a wedding and that doesn't, that shouldn't matter because I did it. And yeah. That was, and it's like, yeah, we, you were wrong and that's okay. Just yeah. say you were wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, um, um, people are having a hard time understanding like, so like when people go online and talk about like their parents being like alcoholics initially when I was did not accept my drinking problem I was very defensive but now if I see someone talking about how their alcoholic father was abusive never in my life would I be like hey we're not all like that yeah because I know what this disease brings so for me to be like hey let's prioritize me over you right. like I yes but we're gonna go back to coming out anyways yeah I remember one day when I used to live in New York that I had a really high fever and I needed a note to get out of work. It was so rude. They didn't just say, feel better, Kendall. They said, unless you want to come to your shift at the restaurant, you need to get a note from a doctor. I wandered around those streets of New York City for literally four hours with a fever trying to find a doctor. And it was impossible. And then when I finally found one, it was so expensive and he was kind of weird. So I really encourage people to use ZocDoc. It is so much better than 
hoping for the best because I'll tell you, there are some interesting doctors out there. ZocDoc is the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable and actually listen to you. And we're not talking about a few. We're talking about tens of thousands of doctors, all with verified patient reviews so you can make sure the vibes are vibing before you meet in real life. Also, ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. That is my favorite thing when you do not have to call a doctor's office. I hate calling anyone. It is the worst thing I could think of doing. And so I love that I can just click make appointment online. I never have to speak to anyone. It makes it so easy for me. Um, And it's easy to do on the go, okay? Go to ZocDoc.com slash BCC and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com slash BCC. ZocDoc.com slash BCC. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's a mo- Sorry, what's a moment in our lives I think where we, we both- should have known we were gay? I should have known I was gay when I watched Stick It. I should have known I was gay when I was suspended from my preschool for making a line of girls take their pants off and show me their butt. What? <laughs> really? Or I was sent home that day. I got in big trouble. Well, me and this one girl had a thing we would do every day where we would at lunch go under the slide and we would take our pants off and show each other our butts. And we got a couple other girls involved and I had already gotten a warning. My teacher, uh-huh. I was in kindergarten. The teacher pulled me aside and was like, you cannot do that. That's inappropriate. Yeah. That's not acceptable. And that I continue. And it was so crazy is that I was a, <laughs> I don't know if this is also, I don't think I should have known I was a lesbian. I think this is mostly just kids being curious about yeah. like people's bodies. I don't think I was like, like horny Predator, for, yeah. yeah, I wasn't being like, oh, I want to see your ass. I think we were just all like fascinated by it. But I was such a rule follower as a kid. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I disregarded that shows how, much I was like, yeah, I have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and we kept going under the slide. And then, yeah, I and then a boy in my class who I still remember his name and he was not nice to me. He saw that we were doing it and he knew I was going to get in trouble. And he went and he told the teacher and I got sent home. And my mom picked me up and I was like hyperventilating, crying. And yeah. she was like, what? I've never seen Kendall like that. She won't even tell me what happened. Like, because I, I was so ashamed. <laughs> I was like so embarrassed. Yeah. And she had to take me into my kindergarten teacher and be like, what did she do? Yeah. <laughs> the woman was like, she's making girls take her pants off so she could look at their butt. Interesting. So there we go. That's one thing that happened, but mostly probably the fact that I didn't like boys ever. Yeah. I think I just continued to be like, um, like people would be like, why don't you like boys? And I would be like, I'm just not. I mean, I would be like a sophomore in high school and I would yeah. be like, I'm just not into them yet. You know, it's yeah. coming. I'm just busy. I'm really busy with like student council and it's just like mm-hmm. hard to make. And then they'd be like, who's your celebrity crush? And I would always say the same thing. It's so funny because I feel like when we were growing up, even I know that I was in high school not too long ago. Just say it. Even back then. Yeah. Being gay was just not really talked about that much. So I could say things like what I would say was, I don't have any celebrity crushes, but I have a lot of girl celebrity crushes. Yeah. Making And I, at 
16 wasn't like, that makes me gay. Like, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just like, I happen to think these girls are like, I'd want to be friends with them. Like, yeah. I have no guy celebrity crushes. And I would I would rattle off a list of like 60 women that I yeah. thought were hot. And and it wasn't just me. None of my friends were like, oh, you're probably gay. It just was not. We were like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> So anyways, was that first story weird to tell? That <laughs> no, no, it's it's relevant. I would say um, I had the I was dating guys, but I should have known when I was gay when I would have my girlfriends like talk to me about how horrible their boyfriend was, and genuinely in my mind, I was confused as to why they didn't just pick another one. Like yeah. I was like, just pick another one. Yeah, and like not like I didn't consider that they had like actual emotions for them. Yeah, I was like, you can get. All boys are the same. Yeah. That's I, that's the invert. I should have realized then, yeah. Yeah. But, um... I feel I, like there's so many moments. I'm trying to think of one more. <laughs> I don't know. There were so many. I was, like, very... I looked gay, too. I wore, like, Bermuda shorts and a collared shirt, and I wore Crocs every day to school until I was, like, too old to be doing that. But it's a really beautiful world when you're like, I don't care what other people... Like, being gay as a kid, you're just like, I don't care what anybody thinks of me because I'm not going to yeah. date a girl. I'm not even thinking about dating girls, but I'm also definitely not going to date a guy, and I don't care what guys yeah. think about me. I cared so deeply what everyone thought about me. I wanted to be the prettiest, skinniest, because I'm still like person in the world because I didn't get a lot of love at home. So I wanted to be in the, in the real world. I wanted to be someone who people gravitated towards. Yeah. And so, like, if I could go back in time now and parent myself, I feel like I'd let myself be a little bit more weird or look a, yeah. a bit weirder, wear more vests. But yeah. at the time, I, I could not stand the idea of also being rejected in the real world. Yeah. That I just had, I was like, I'm going to do everything right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's sad. Yeah, because I feel like I did have, like, I had these pants that everyone in my family called the ugly pants because they were the <laughs> ugliest pants ever. Mm -hmm. And I like remember being like, I'm wearing, I would wear them almost every day. I was obsessed with them and mm -hmm. everyone would be like, those pants are so ugly. Like all my siblings were like, those pants are fucking terrible. Like mm -hmm. take those fucking pants off. But I wore them all the time. And I think I really just was like, and I wish I still had this in me, but almost like a, uh, a refusal like I felt joy from like going against what people thought was cool do you know what I mean yes. like I was very much like everyone thinks these are so ugly so I'm gonna fucking wear them but I yeah. think if I had any part of my brain that was like also I'm going to school to like see guys I have a crush on I would never have done things like that yeah which was nice or like in high school dating was just not a part of my life because I was gay and so I just like focused fully on improv like things like that where I'm like some people were having like breakups in high school and yeah. like having sex in high school which is insane to me because the thought of me having sex in high school is like feels crazy yeah but I'm grateful that I like waited to do all of that after high school because it was so dramatic yeah and intense and I didn't have that yeah in high school had a lot of sex in high school. Yeah, most people did. I didn't know that because my friend group did not do that. Yeah. And when I hear everyone now tell stories about high school, they're like, yeah, I was getting a blowjob behind the drum. I'm like, that's insane. I was literally, me and all of my friends who most of them now are gay. I would say almost all of them are gay now. Like, we did not even kiss people. Like, we were not having things with people. It's like why I never went to parties, too, yeah. because, like, I think most people go to parties. Maybe this is wrong, but it felt kind of like, well, you go to parties because you're flirting with guys and you get drunk and you're like, uh -huh. you know, ooh, are we going to make out or have sex, whatever. But that was just, I didn't understand why people liked parties because yeah. I was like, well, I could just talk to my friends sober or like drink. Like we would drink like just the five of us hanging out. We can yeah. chat. So I'm like, why would I go to a party with 
where I'd just be talking to my friends, but like in a big, like surrounded by a lot of people who scare me. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, probably because those people wanted to have sex with each other. Yeah. And I just wasn't even processing that was a thing that people were doing. Yes. Like I would get, if you told senior, if, if I was a senior in high school, that's so embarrassing. I was not even that long ago. It's like five years ago. Senior in high school, people would be like, oh, this person had sex. And I would be like, <gasps> Yeah. Like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, that's crazy. You had sex? Mm-hmm. Anyways, I was a loser. But I, I liked I liked. I was a, a, loser. a loser in my own way. And then I <laughs> had no sense of self. But, um, so we're going to debunk some. We're going to talk about some lesbian frequently asked questions, myths. <laughs> Every person who's watching this is some variation <laughs> of gay. <laughs> so for all of you who don't know out there, meanwhile, we got like, yeah. they're like 35 and they're like, we're definitely lesbians. Yeah. Um, what is it like <laughs> That's such a funny question to put in this. What's dating as a lesbian like? You would be surprised. I've been on a lot of podcasts recently where they're like, what's what's it like to be a lesbian? Uh, So I guess I'm going to explain it to all you lesbians out there. Man, what do you think? It's, um... Exhilarating. Here's the thing. Whenever incels are like, um, they're talking about how hard it is to get a girlfriend, I'm like, yeah, dude. When you, the, the day and night difference from switching over to straight bumble to gay bumble like there's maybe like five women who match with you on like gay bumble as opposed to like if i went on straight bumble right now i would get like 200 matches yeah like so i understand like how incels feel but you know why because they're just looking at photos they are i swear when i was on dating apps i would read every single profile top to bottom and be like well they're into this, but I'm kind of into that. But maybe that would clash because we're both into. Like I took it so seriously. Yeah. So you got less matches, but when you'd get a match, you usually would go on a date. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was a kind of I was a little bit harsh on dating apps because it's so hard to be genuinely funny mm-hmm. on a dating app, and I was so critical of humor and how people utilized it. Yeah. Well, you just shouldn't be using humor on your dating apps. To me, I'm like, yeah. no, nobody needs that. Because I, think- I would get so tired of feeling like DMing people was like pitch. I was like pitching jokes out. Like you're yeah. like, okay, what's the first thing I should say? I gotta make a joke about one of their prompts, and it's like, yeah. what is this? I think if you're gonna do a joke on a dating app, don't do it unless it's like a like 10 out of 10 like text joke and it can be delivered in two sentences do it but don't overload it unless you're doing a bit throughout your entire dating app you have to do it throughout the entire profile or if you're going to try to be funny communicate that you are funny only one only one funny picture of you okay like we don't need yeah all or nothing like that's what i mean yeah and i think try to show you all your interests this is just advice now i yeah. don't I, I shouldn't i didn't i never found love on a dating app but i do feel like uh you shouldn't post, like, some people have, like, eight selfies. I'm like, yeah, I got it. Like, I get what you look like. I know that the comments are going to be like, some of us don't have friends. <laughs> <laughs> Take our photo. But I get that. I, um... But I'm like, then just put one photo. Just put one selfie. Or you put eight selfies of you in the same room. There'll be people I'll see on, uh, I would see on dating apps where they would have, like, a mirror selfie. Like, eight mirror selfies. Different days, but same mirror. They're just in a fun house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah you all look, different angles. <laughs> you look terrible. You're in a fun house mirror. You look bizarre. Um, anyways, I just, yeah. I think I've, um, uh, I've met, like, three, four of my exes that are not men on dating apps. Wow. Yeah. Did you go on a lot of dates whenever you... Oh, I went on a lot of dates. Like, as a, I used to be a bit of a slut, um, and I, because I wanted to, like, gain, like, like, lesbian slut experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's hard to gain lesbian slut experience, because I do find that most of them 
this is a generalization. For me, it was like this. Yeah. I, I had a hard time not really liking someone. Like if I went, if I went to sleep with them, maybe this because I'm a germaphobe a little bit. Like uh-huh. I have some germ issues. But yes. if I like you enough to sleep with you, I probably like you enough to date you. Okay. So most of the time, I would be like, I want to be with you. It was really hard for me to not want to mm-hmm. date someone that I slept with. Yeah, I found that I was sexually liberated the less I knew about someone. Because, like, if you're going to hook up with someone, it's you can get weirder and grosser because you think you're never you're never going to see him again. Oh, yeah. I feel like I get more tame the longer I date someone because I'm like, you, I want you to respect me. You know what I mean? But, yeah, yes, yes, 100%. Well, it's because there's so much more there. It's not just, like, so many, of like, you know, if I would sleep with someone after a first date, it would be like, all you've ever seen me is, like, being kind of cool. Not cool, but, like, my best foot forward. Yeah. Like, not even in a, I've not done anything too weird. So when we're having sex, it's like all this is all you can think of me as. But sometimes when you've had a long term partner and you're like having sex, you're like, it's hard to not worry that you're thinking about me like pantsless on the toilet doing like a squirrel voice for you. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. And then that pops into your brain and you're like, I can't like do a sexy voice for you like yeah. I, right now. <laughs> I am. Wait, backpedaling to what you said about like um, you've only been cool in front of this person. Mm-hmm. I remember um, I went on a couple dates with, like, girls, and I would drink a lot on the first date, and there was this one lesbian who was a bit more seasoned, and she was like, be honest with me, are you getting drunk because you're not actually gay and you need to build up some courage to, like, like do something with me? And I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I am an alcoholic, oh. and that is why I'm getting drunk right now. Like, it And what would you say? It, has, it was... I don't remember. Um, that makes sense. But we, <laughs> he um, said I was blackout drunk. I do not know. But we messed with each other's boobies in the Beavers. car afterwards. Boobers. <laughs> I just, she was, and I should have been more offended, but I was like, no, dude. That's I am, valid. I am in a program that I'm failing at. That is <laughs> so funny, man. Um, well, you're, I mean, you're in a relationship. What's it like? Well, um, Naomi identifies as queer, I believe, not as a lesbian. Wait. But um, it's really cool. Um, <laughs> this question is so funny to me. I don't know why. <laughs> just go, what's so it like many. dating Naomi? Um, <laughs> what's it like dating your partner? It's great. Yeah. It's, but it's great. But it's it's so, I, I will say, I even asked my partner the other day, because they, you know, had dated men in the past. They're, yeah. They identify as lesbian, but they had. And I was like, I know it's kind of a weird gendered question, but like, is it different dating Men and women. Yeah. And they were like, no, it's the exact same. And I and I do feel like you can date a ba- like I feel like the worst man I could picture in my brain, there is one hundred percent an equivalent of a woman <sighs> to that man. Yeah. Of course there's differences between like how they were socially raised. Yeah. But I think like the type of men I would date in an yeah. alternate universe maybe you're more aware do you know what I mean but yeah. it's like the same issues I mean you know better than I I've never dated a man but do you yeah. feel like that was true for you or no um I chose cho- there's only one guy one and a half guys in my past that I truly believe they're dickwads for the most part I chose very nice boys because I was like they're going to treat me nice like I well, probably because um, you were like I'm not attracted to you. So, well, yeah, yeah. you're hot and you're like, I'm not really like, I think when you date someone that's like an asshole, sometimes you're like, well, I was really attracted to them. Yeah. And I'm like, feel a lot for them. So I'm 
going to let go of all these terrible things. Whereas if you're gay and you're dating a man, you're like, if you're like a gay woman dating a man, you're like, well, all I have is enjoying time with you. No, yeah. Like, so you have to be nice. Yeah, like I had an ex-boyfriend make out with a girl at a bar and my friend sent me videos of it. And literally my only reaction was, damn. Like, it, like, it, no, yeah. like, it didn't set off, like, a fire. Yeah. Like, if I watched my partner now, if I watched Naomi make out with someone right now, literally would shit my pants. <laughs> I would literally be inconsolable. Yeah. I'd relapse. <laughs> no, I'd, yeah. I'd be fine. I'd take an Ativan. Um, <laughs> but that's, like, why I used to break up. So I did have boyfriends in, I did have boyfriends in, like, middle school. Mm-hmm. But I, they were not real relationships. Like, they were, my, like, my, one of my best friends to this day is my boyfriend from when I was in middle school. Uh-huh. And... Um, so there was nothing romantic happening. Sometimes we would hold hands if we were like on the bus on a field trip and everyone was like, hold each other's hands. Yeah. We were way too old for, we were in like eighth grade. There were once again, people having sex who were in my grade. And there was me who like could not bring myself to hold someone's hand. And I was writing in my journal every day being like, we held hands today on July 16th. And it was the greatest (coughs) day of my life. It was just so, um, young at such an old age. But when I would break up with these people, I felt literally zero emotion. And Mm -hmm. I think it made me seem like such an asshole because I truly didn't understand. And my middle school boyfriend, because I think at that age, you assume, well, if I'm feeling nothing, they have to be feeling nothing. Like, this breakup isn't hard for me. Why would it be hard for them? But I broke up with a middle school boyfriend I had of three years. Yeah. We were together fifth, sixth, and seventh grade together. We, once again, never, we were friends. Like, we really did hang out, but we never went on dates or anything like that. And I sent my friend Sophia yeah. to go break up with him for me. Yeah. Just like on a day, random day. I wasn't even like going into that school day being like, today's the day I'm gonna break up with him. I just was like bored at lunch. Yeah. I was like, I wanna stir the pot. Yeah. I feel like I was like, I'm gonna break up with this guy. And so I was like, Sophia, go tell him that I'm breaking up with him. And he was so upset. Yeah. And was very confused. And I remember my my other friend's mom pulled me aside like after school one day and was like, Kendall, we need to talk about like being respectful to people. Yeah. Like you can't just like send someone to break up with your boyfriend of three years. And I remember being like, this bitch is crazy. Yeah. What? Like I remember being like, why? Like it's fine. Like I just didn't understand that like people felt sad about breakups. Like I was just like, we're not dating. What's even the difference now? There's no difference. Who cares? Yeah. But obviously as a... If no. I was a woman, I probably would be like. But then I'd have like friend breakups and be like incapacitated on the floor of my bathroom yeah. with like my other girlfriends and be like, why do I feel like I need to take my whole body and put it inside out and yeah. shoot myself as I felt? So I get that. I I had a boyfriend in high school where I realized he was just so stupid that yeah. I broke up with him by saying, "You are literally too stupid to date." And what my family had that whole like a phone number thing where like every phone number is like just one number like yeah. different. And so I had to change my phone number because him and his friends kept calling me so much. So I literally just changed my phone number. But we broke up because he, he was too stupid to date. Man, been there. Uh, but I the idea, the idea of, I mean, I'd have to be done with someone, like with a woman, for me to say You're out loud. You're too stupid to date. You are too stupid to date. That would actually, I, would, I don't think I would ever say that now. Man. Yeah, you've only <laughs> said it to me a couple, even like Kendall, you're you too stupid too to do stupid this podcast with. with. I can't do it. You can't read. No one told me before that you couldn't read. I would have fucking chosen someone else. Um, I wrote, how is the world different for lesbians? Oh, I was man. truly grasping at straws. No, you did great. I'm just, the, just saying what's dating a lesbian like was so funny. It makes you seem like a 
like not a lesbian who's like a child asking what's their mom like le- what's it like well i mean i everyone knows everything about gay dudes i feel yeah. like when it comes to lesbians <laughs> love you gay guys like but well actually they don't but like either you're more familiar with like male gayness yeah so like when it comes to like female gayness you're or like less male centered gayness um everyone's like so what happens yeah like i feel so separate from because i'm like i used to be like here's what it's like being a lesbian in the world but i do feel like i was thinking about this yesterday i was like i don't have any straight people in my life yeah like not by choice not like i'm like i'm only friends with it's just like so happened that i feel like Maybe it's that I live in L.A. or that I do comedy for a living. But I feel like most of my close friends, besides a couple people, are gay. Yeah. And so I don't ever feel like... And then I have a couple straight friends, but I feel like they usually feel like the minority. Like, they're yeah. kind of like, I shouldn't speak. I, I, I shouldn't, you know, I, yeah. I shouldn't say this because I'm in a room with a bunch of gay people. Whereas it's like, I. so I'm like, I don't know. It feels just fully normal to me. Yeah, I... um. I don't really have a lot of straight friends. I made, I I met this cool girl at a bar that I wanted to be friends with and we went like thrift shopping and then we went to like lunch and we started talking about like our dating lives and I was like, I just want to let you know I'm a lesbian but I don't think that this is a date and then she never talked to me ever again. And I was like, that is so hard. But I thought she was really cool. That's, well, she's not. I know. <laughs> and um, I know a lot, I did the straight, I, I don't, but I know a lot of straight people, I guess, but I'm not like really close with them. I do want to have more lesbian friends. I want to make more lesbian couple friends, but I feel like uh, you have to approach both at the same time because if you approach one, they're going to assume that you're hitting on them. And I am not, I wish I could be like, hey dude, I'm not subtle when I hit on people. If I'm hitting on you, I will be like, I am hitting on you. Yeah. If I say I want to be your friend, this is not me weaseling my way into your bedroom. Like I want to be a friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. No, I think that's so true. I, um, I feel like that's how, now that you said that, I'm like, oh, I think that's how I've gotten so many gay friends. Yeah. Is because you, when you're in a couple, you start hanging out with other couples. Yeah. And then it's like time, it like multiplies it faster. So I'm like, yeah, I just have a lot of like lesbian couple friends. Yeah. Which is nice. It is really nice. Um, Okay, lesbian myths. We're going to talk about some some gay person. Just like, okay, yeah. Um, So this is for, what are some lesbian myths you'd like to validate or dispel? Here we go. All lesbians are either femme or mask. No. No, you got your butch queens. I feel so gender neutral. Androgynous? Yeah, I guess. I yeah. feel so, like, no gender. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, like, come out to you on this podcast. No, I just not even, like, because I identify as a woman. Yeah. But I, uh, when I really think about it, I'm like, wow, I do not. I feel like when I get up in the, I mean, look how I fucking dress. I'm wearing a bluey shirt <laughs> for my nephews. I, my, my nephews yeah. like bluey. I don't know. I wear this. But it's like, I just don't dress or <laughs> think about my gender ever. Yeah. I don't know. That's just something I thought I should say. I um I think a lot of neurodivergent gays can probably agree with this, but I identify as non-binary. Yeah. And so like I with the neurodivergent piece comes into play in that like you're already you probably don't really consider social norms. You yeah. know already you don't yeah. care about them. So when it comes to gender roles and like what you should like you should be performing womanhood, like you'd already reject that. So yeah. it would make more sense that you feel like not particularly like drawn to being yeah. a woman yes yeah yeah um but no so i definitely you... don't consider myself femme or mask i feel like more confident when i feel like i'm being more mask but it changes every, you know what i mean yeah. so i think a lot of people are can be like that i um i usually 
historically have dated more androgynous or masked people. I just want someone who doesn't look anything like me. Interesting. Because I'm uh, also just because I'm attracted. I'm not really re- attracted to myself. Okay. But um, okay. I when okay. I get ready, I am more femme. Yes, obviously. When you get ready for what? Life. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what I so like when I get ready to when I get ready go to down on a woman. Yeah, I, man, that's interesting. Yeah, I uh, wait. What was I gonna say? Um, wait, what did you just say before that? I'm more femme. Before that, when I get ready. Oh, you were saying that you're more attracted to mask people. That's not saying that I've done. I've have. I was gonna say I've hooked up with a lot of fans. <laughs> don't, don't no, I have, but also you've dated. But do you feel like you have a type? Yes, I do. That's I do not have a type. Every person, if I had like a photo of every person I've ever dated, they look full. There's no through line, <laughs> not a single through line mm-hmm. of any part of them. They all look so different. Heights different, everything different. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And I would date someone who looked like me. Maybe that's because I'm a Leo. Yeah. A little attracted to myself. I love a person who sees w- the gender norms, the patriarchy, grabs it by the nuts, yeah. and completely like says fuck that. Like I. I, I love when people are completely themselves. Yeah. I just like, I think masks are hot. Yeah, okay. Incredibly hot. I think anyone who's just being very authentically themselves is hot. Yes. So sometimes I see someone who's very masked, but it feels so true to them, and it doesn't feel like they're putting on like a show. And then there's some people on either spectrum, end of the spectrum, mask or femme, where you're like, this is quite a show you're putting on. Like this is a little bit of a costume going on right here. Yes. That makes sense. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com MBO. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Um, another one is lesbian sex is just scissoring. For Lesb- some, I guess. <laughs> lesbian sex is whatever you define it as. Like people it- are always shocked because I'll be like, like I'll say like, these people had sex or oh I I had sex uh-huh. outside or something like that. They'd be like what? Or you know, and then I'll explain it and they're like, oh that's not sex. Like I basically consider anything past kissing sex yeah. to me. Like yeah. I'm like fingering is sex. 
touching over the pants is to me anything sexual is sex and i know that's wrong yeah but that's how i feel yeah people think that penetration is what it means to have sex because they're like if there's no dick how do you have sex um it could be like yeah like it can be (laughs) eating pussy (laughs) i don't know i'm sorry you can't get through that can you you just look like um you like a younger sister so, I mean, I guess my I sister, look like a younger sister. My sister's a young, <laughs> my younger sister and a lesbian. So I guess one time Hannah said that she was the top, and I was like, stop. <laughs> but um, no, so like, yeah, it could be anything: fingers, mouth. I mean, even words. <laughs> to me, I'm like, if I am like sexting you, you, that's what, you think that's sex? Sexting? I don't think so. I don't think like in a court of law, I would be like, absolutely not. That's not sex. But to me, in my brain, yeah, if you've gone from being once again, I can't clarify enough. This is wrong. This is not uh, uh, something I can have an opinion on. You have sex and you're like, this is wrong? No, I just know sexting is not sex, to be clear. But to me, I'm like, if you've gone from being like, having a relationship that doesn't involve sex. Yeah. And then you go from having a relationship where things have been sexual, those are such different relationships. So to me, for me, I feel like there's been times where I've been like, I've had sex with this person. Mm -hmm. To my friend, not like publicly. And maybe then they're like, we did not have sex. We just like fondled each other and made out. But it feels sexual. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, yeah. I wouldn't go on a public forum and be like, me and this person had sex when we really didn't. But it feels like sex (laughs) to me. I understand that. Oh, I'm having, now I'm having an alcoholic thought. I, um, I had such a bad relationship with sex and my body due to my Christian upbringing so that I can count probably on both hands the amount of sober sex I've had in the past couple years. So wow. I always had to get drunk just because not like because to do gay things, but to like it sort of suppress that shame a little bit. Yeah. And so Naomi and I actually go to couples therapy because when I got sober, it's like night and day difference of like how I perceive so many things in the world, like from driving to parties to social interactions to being intimate. And so like we're working through that together. But like, what was I saying with this? Yeah. So um, what was I saying with this? Sex like. Sex, I used to put almost no meaning to sex mm-hmm. before, like, because I was always just like, this is something you do to make someone love you. And, um, like, and so now that I'm sober and I'm like, I have to have sober sex, it's gotten a lot more meaning. So I can understand, like, what you're saying. Yeah. Like, back in the olden days, I would have said sex means nothing. But now I say, like, sex is very intimate. Yeah. And everyone's like, Duh. <laughs> yeah. Duh. yeah, well, and then some sex isn't. Like, I know, but, it, you know, but it does feel like, but yeah, it is intimate. So yeah. it does feel like if I have, if I have not, and once again, I know this is not what sex is, but like if we were just, me and a person are just chatting as friends. Yeah. And then we like, even just like finger each other and do dirty talk. I'm like, that's so intimate. <laughs> yes, that is. That's more intimate than penetrative sex. Well, you finger it, fingering is Penetrate. You are penetrating. But you know what I mean. Like, people would be like, sex is like, <laughs> I don't know. Sex is what you, you know, want. People, I feel like people have been like, not, not, you know, people who are up to date with things or people, who, like, people who are non lesbians, <laughs> non gay. Yeah. People who are not lesbians would be like, how do you, ha-? people are always like, how do you have sex? Yeah. How do you, do you have to have a strap on? Like, they can't understand yeah. sex without a penis. Yeah. So, I don't remember what I was getting out there but no i, um, I, understand. I guess just like i feel like i'll say i'll be telling a story me it'll be like me and this girl had sex and be like really you had sex how, how, i didn't even know that happened. i'm like well i guess we didn't technically have sex yeah but we like <laughs> like we're dirty with each other yeah I'm like an eight-year-old <laughs> Do I, you know what I, mean? 
I am. Um, I think um, gay sex makes me so self-conscious because I've hooked up with so many people where I see them nude and they have like either nev- like no razor burn or like their body is all no razor. Your body's just covered in razor burn. <laughs> no, I mean like like or like their body is all one color. Or like they're perfect. Yeah. Like there's no rough patches. Yeah. Or like they um, they have like really nice broad. Sh- like they have everything that I've ever wanted. And I'm like, what? The- what? Like that's yeah. just like when it was dudes. I pretty much wasn't thinking about it because like, but yeah, like, how can you compare your body to? Yeah. yeah. And so like seeing, I literally, I just I've I've hooked up with a girl who, I, I've said this story before. She had. Like, her butthole was the same color as the rest of her body. Like, yeah. it wasn't even a bit darker. She probably bleaches it. But even so, I was like, I was looking at it in the eye of the beast. But <laughs> I was, no, she was, it was lovely. Um, but, like, I was like, how is it so perfect? the same color as your skin? So that's why I, sh- I think I should be a nudist. I really do think this because I am, I have a lot of insecurities. But when I'm naked, I feel very confident. <laughs> like, I... even if I was with, I think if I was, like, with a Victoria's Secret model. yeah. Not that that's like the most, but you know what I mean. Like if I was with someone who I maybe didn't have the insecurities I have, yeah. I would still, if I was naked, if I was clothed, I'd feel insecure. If I was naked, I would be like, I look awesome. No, yeah. I am so insecure when I'm naked, just naked. But if I'm naked in front of a mirror, I can, I feel better <laughs> about myself. It's like how dancers like get better when they're in front of a mirror. Yeah. Like I was like, when you're looking down, everything just looks kind of, I look like that one, um, what's the Jack Skellington? Jack Skellington? You know the the Nightmare Before yeah. Christmas? Oh. You know that <laughs> no, girl who's yeah. like a patchwork? Like yeah. Every, yeah, my body looks like it was donated from a bunch of different corpses. And Come so like, on. but when I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, that looks great. Don't say that about my friend Sarah. <laughs> Come let's, on. Let's dispel another Every myth. lesbian U-Hauls. Not every. No. I am um, historically very avoidant. Um, the idea of U-Hauling absolutely sends chills down my spine. There we go. Yeah, I... I was it insecure attachment, so I probably had a more tendency to U-Haul, but then I would dip really fast because mm-hmm. I would be so enthralled in the relationship that it would give me so much anxiety that I would break up immediately. So I used to, before I got therapy, would U-Haul date someone for like two months yeah. and be obsessed with them, and then I would break up with them within a day. Like I would just be like, actually, never mind. And I, they would be like, I feel insane. And I would be like, yes, I am so sorry. You should feel insane. I, yeah. I'm crazy. Um, but now I feel like it's easy to U-Haul for me emotionally with someone, but I really, like with my partner now, we were like, we didn't move in together for a really long time. Yeah. Like, cause we made an active decision to be like, that's, we don't need to move in together that yeah. fast. Um, I am, um, I, this is so sad. I, for the longest time, could not believe that anyone would ever love me. Yeah. And so the reason why I was so avoidant is like when they did start to like develop like deeper feelings, I got pissed yeah. because I thought they were lying to me and yeah. I thought that they were like making fun of me. Yeah. And so like it, I just wanted to like repel them in any sort of way, Yeah. which does suck. And I do apologize, but like it was, that's, and I'm working on that in therapy. That's actually what yeah. comes up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's so hard. That's why I do feel like I have so much, um, like, I don't have a single ex that I'm like, fuck that person. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, in, even if I, because, you know, when I'm, I guess, and I've even had exes who've been assholes. I've also been an ex that's probably considered yeah. an asshole. But I guess I'm just like, when you're, unless they're being abusive, to be yeah. clear. But I've had definitely exes who've been toxic to me. 
Mm-hmm. And I think I look back, especially because at the time I was like 18, 19, and so were they. I am just like when you are dating in general, it brings out the most like hidden parts of yourself that yeah. are so scary and like you don't have to deal with ever. And it brings up so much trauma and it brings up it's very triggering, like all of those things. So I think I just have so much leeway with people yeah. who are my exes because I'm like, they were kind of an asshole, but like. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to date, you know? I have dated assholes, and I, since I'm an alcoholic, I, and this, so there's like a step coming up about making amends. There are some people I truly do need to apologize to. And so I feel like I don't really have any ill will towards anyone. Yeah. And I, but if people have, like, there, I do need to apologize to some people. Yeah. Do you just, have to, like, meet with them? Or can you just, like, text them? I don't them? think... I mean, you could text them. You could write them a letter. I just want to, like, m- make them... Validate their feelings. Like, I was pushing you away. Like, that's not fair. Like, just sort of that... Like, yeah. I mean, they get more specific. But, um, yeah. So, I... I But, yeah, I don't, I don't have any person in my brain right now that I'm like, fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, I think. That's good. Um, lesbians hate men. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, is, like... You're not gay because you hate men. Like, gay men are not gay because they hate women. That would mean that all straight men are gay. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, it's the, yeah, we, I mean, we hate men because we're on the outside. If you, like, you, it's look at not, them. It's hard to not when you're looking in <laughs> from the outside and you have nothing to, to gain from them. Yeah. It's kind of like, why would I, and I have a lot of men in my life I adore. Yeah. I do. I have some, but it's more of, like, the general, um, I think a lot of men hate men like men who were from my friends are like yeah i hate men in general because yeah. they're harmful and they grew up with like um being trained by society to be bad to women yeah so i don't consider like the men who i have in my life to be a part of that group of men if that makes sense yes i understand but i don't hate men i just hate i mean i hate men and i would also say i hate man <laughs> mankind no, I hate men the same way I hate, like, women who are misogynistic. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, I hate misogyny, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't hate non... I don't hate feminist men. Yeah. Uh, femme lesbians aren't real lesbians. They don't look gay enough. This... What are we... I'm not... <laughs> We're not going to do this. That is a, I, was, I literally looked through a listicle and I was like, let's no, dispel these rumors. That's a great one to put. I just... That's not true. Yeah. Yeah. Lesbians les- just haven't met the right man yet. I've met more men than I have women. That's what I'll tell you. This is saying... Okay, you know when there's a saying that people start saying with good intention, but they don't consider a certain group of people? The saying, everyone's just a little bit bi, is a funny thing to apply to a lot of people. However, if you say that to me, you are saying that I just haven't found the right man yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree with you. People, yeah, people say that everyone's a little bit bi. I was like, I'm not. But yeah, I'm not a little bit bi at all. And so, like, it, I understand that it came from a originally, a, no, like, not a place of malice. No, yeah. But um, don't say that to me. Yeah. Um, and then uh, in a lesbian relationship, the mask is always the man. No. No. <laughs> Naomi is <laughs> the. It is super super mask androgynous. Their goal is more androgyny. Um, but when they go from the streets to the sheets they're just oh i know i don't want to embarrass them but like baby talk like and i love treating them like i just love spoiling them and we don't really i mean i do drive them but like there's no real gender roles also they don't have a car so yeah (laughs) they're driving my car yeah (laughs) but like i i don't really apply like any sort of traditional roles to i don't expect naomi to like 
kill bugs. Yeah. They would never. Or like, actually, I do most of the fixing and I do like to throw them around. Like, I mean, like I can pick them up. Physically throw them around. Yeah, because it's funny. But, um. Yeah. I feel like I'm the, (laughs) if we're going to go by men and women. Yeah. Like I'm the woman publicly, privately. To straight people, I guess. No, like to the world. Like when me and my partner are out in public. Yeah. I'm more the female in the relationship. Quote unquote, yes. Yeah, obviously this is stupid, but you know what I mean. Like I'm more of the like scared of bugs. This is so stupid, but you know what I mean. I'm going by like who's the man and who's the woman. You know, I scared of bugs. They're a little more, you know, uh, we're the pants in the relationship, public, Uh whatever. But then in private, I think it does a, a 180. I do feel, but I don't know, but it's not based on we, how we dress in any way. Yeah. You know what I mean? It has nothing to do with how we present. And I feel like in every relationship I've had, yeah, the way we dress has absolutely nothing to do with who would be like the, the, the man quoted, the man or the woman. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, that was fun. I hope you guys learned something. Um, <laughs> So this is the abridged version. You know, let's talk about, like, is June is Gay Pride Month, LGBTQ. It came about, celebrated each year in the month of June to honor the 1969 Stonewall Uprising in Manhattan. Um, it was a tipping point in gay liberation movement in the U.S. There is so much more to be said about everything, but we're just going to run through some stuff because I thought it'd be funny as gay content creators to talk about rainbow washing. Yeah. What is it? It's a term for a marketing tactic where brands use performative activism for commercial gain. Brands will com- commodify their support for the LGBTQ community during Pride without taking any further action to demonstrate their support. Yeah. So, Kendall, have you done any Pride ads? I, I've done a, I've done a lot of them. Same. <laughs> I absolutely have too. Yeah, I've done a lot, and I'm doing a couple now. <laughs> you know, it's, it's 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 tough out there. I, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to go on a vacation. I've uh, um, <laughs> if I can, I mean, it's it, the thing is, is I'm gonna I want I need to make money. <laughs> also, a lot of my fun stuff does truly come from Spencer's. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. So, do you only work with a brand if you really like them? Um, yes. Uh, I'm trying to think about if I've worked with someone who I didn't really like them. I. Yeah, like Spencer. <laughs> I've worked for Spencer's you before Spencer's. and Tampax, and like I was yeah, like, I, like I use these, you know. Yeah. Like it would. I mean, there's it would. You'd have to really go through and be like, what does Sarah not actually use? I'm actually using Duolingo to learn German. Yeah. If you watch my Instagram story at all, like, um, I hate eating, so I do use meal prep stuff. Like it's like I you do. You hate eating or you hate cooking? Both. I hate wow. eating and cooking. Incredible. It's like a chore. Yeah. Wow. Cannot relate to that's wow. Um. Yeah, what do you think? What do you think about pride? What about pride, rainbow washing? The thing is, is also I um have worked in advertising and I have been a copywriter and I've worked with a lot of different brands, both as a creator and as writing the ads. And it really does suck on the inside as a copywriter to see a lot of brands truly they don't go beyond Pride Month. Like they don't do anything. Yeah. They just want to like be in the. Do you think it would be better for them to just not say anything at all? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Um. Cause I I don't yeah I don't I don't know yeah <laughs> I haven't thought of a thought so I don't know why I'm talking. Let us know. <laughs> okay, we're gonna be talking about some notable Pride ads and rainbow washing fails. Yes. So there was a Postmates ad. Yeah. They had a bottom friendly menu. Yes. And while it is funny to me, the <laughs> the brand itself is not gay. So even if gay copywriters wrote that stuff. It's probably not their joke to make. 
you can say that for literally any other marginalized group. If like share, like if the brand is not explicitly of that marginalized group, even if the copywriter behind the text is of that marginalized yeah. group, you shouldn't be putting it out there. Yeah, there's been some really bad ones. Yeah, not even just with pride, but there's been yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've and I think it is a slippery slope. It's hard because you want to hear more like yeah. I feel like the brand could be like, well, we want the people advertising for Pride Month to be gay people. Yeah. So then they hire a big group of gay people who are making a bunch of gay jokes, and I'm like, that's it, theoretically is great. But yeah. then I think it's always a tough, it's tough, slippery slope. Yeah. Um. What are your thoughts on rainbow washing, Sarah? I personally. I think it's bad to not... I think you can do Pride ads in June as long as you are also supporting the LGBTQ plus community throughout the entire year. Like, you don't don't stop your activism, like, as soon as July hits, you know? To me, and once again, this might be something that if I did a little more research, I'd say, Kendall, I, I disagree with past you. But I do feel like if you're... I think it's very problematic, and there are brands that do this that are actively donating and fighting against LGBTQ oh, yeah. plus people, and then they're posting Pride ads. That feels truly bizarre. Oh, yeah. Or like Chick-fil-A always has gay people in their commercials, and yeah. I'm like, this is weird. No, yeah. they One of these is Trump campaign's Make America Great Again Pride hat. It was from the actual Trump Insane. I was like, are you out of your ever-loving mind? Insane. Um, so I think that is very problematic. I do think it's very problematic to only, you know, uh, even, I guess, po- post a Pride ad but then do nothing actually yeah. for gay people. But I do think there's something to be said about, like, having just an overwhelming amount of gay stuff, mm-hmm. like, and rainbows and gay pride stuff all over this whatever city you live in yeah as if if you're a kid who like lives in a really unsupportive family but then you go to like walmart who i have a feeling does not support gay people really maybe maybe they do but then you go into walmart and there's a big thing that's like gay pride yeah i think there's something nice about that um but yeah of course i wish that they did more but i do think sometimes rainbow washing does just accumulate a bunch of brands saying they like gay people and even if that's not true i think a lot of people still see that yeah and that can be nice i don't think it's not problematic but you know i I just also want to remind the audience that i had to throw this research together last night and i also had to write some stuff but there is so much more to be said and i so much more that both kendall and i could read on rainbow washing yeah and notable moments but uh, hey buddy uh this is our month we can dick around on our month yeah yeah we talked about fingering for two Gay hours sex when we came out alcoholism showing our butts showing our butts mm-hmm. well this is the i mean this is our um this is our episode this is our time this is our time i feel like we weirdly don't talk about being gay that much we should we really should, <laughs> should talk about it more well i mean like it's like what what's I sometimes like I don't know what to say. Even with this, it was like, "What's it like being gay?" I'm like, "I don't fucking know. It's just being gay." Yeah. I just like I don't feel, but I'm sure other people feel differently. Yeah. And I think I feel very lucky. Yeah. That I don't feel like being gay is a huge part of my life because it just is like normal, and I'm surrounded by people who treat it as that. Yeah. So I think that is a privilege on my end. Yeah, being gay is a big part of my life. Um, like um, there was a question that I didn't answer. What was like, were your parents supportive? And the thing is, is, like, no, and they are homophobic, but, like, it didn't really, 
they didn't really like me anyway. So like yeah. nothing changed, you know? Yeah. Um, so I mean, I could be gay or not gay. They'd still be like, yeah. Sarah, you're uh, weak. Yeah, it's okay. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's honestly, it's okay. I have a chosen family. I will yeah. tell you that navigating the gay world sober is very hard because a lot of <laughs> events are about alcohol. Yeah. But the cool thing is about going to like AA as like a sober gay person is that there's a lot of, usually people realize that they're an alcoholic like later on in life. So I meet like a lot of elder gays and I get to learn a lot from them that I would not regularly have known. Yeah. You know? And so it's a, it's a, a silver lining. Silver lining, really, I love that movie it. with Jennifer. Yeah, silver lining playbook. Yeah. Lawrence. Lawrence, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Really? Nope. <laughs> I don't think so. No, Matthew McConaughey. No. Nope. No. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. There it is. Yeah. I can't remember it either. I kept wanting to say Brad Pitt. Um, well, I'm happy we're gay. I'm happy that we're both gay, and I'm happy that we also have allies um, in the studio <laughs> tonight. We have um, Kendall's mom, Darla. She's here. She came all the way out. She's mm-hmm. so excited. I'm really excited to meet her. Um, so if you could I'll get, go grab her. get out of here so I can talk to your meme all. I'll go grab her. I love being gay. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And we're back with Darla, Kendall's mom and ally of the LGBTQ plus community. How are you doing today, Darla? Oh my gosh, I am so happy to be here, Sierra. Oh I love God. being on this gay show. <laughs> Thank you for being on. Uh, where are you from, Darla? I am from Minnesota. Okay, yeah. Um, it, That's where Kendall was born and raised. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, I've been listening to every single episode of the freaking podcast. Okay, Seriously, I have not missed a single win. And you know what? Sometimes you guys talk about things that are a little bit dirty. Yeah. I've we... had to look up a lot of terms on Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just adore you guys. I'm so excited to be here. And I'm so excited that I was chosen yeah. to be on Pride Month. <laughs> well, we couldn't choose my mom, but thank you, darling. I'm going to get her phone number or her email or something because <laughs> I have some choice words for her. Thank you. That's what I'll tell you. So did you always know that Kendall was gay? No, I did not know. Really? No, I had no idea. I think she was just so into improv and Uh so into sports and student council. And I just didn't really think about it. And I love spending time with her so much. Yeah. So I just didn't care that she wasn't going out on dates because I said more movie nights at home for me. (laughs) So sweet. It was, you know what? We had a good time. Oh, that's so nice. But then when she, well, when she was around 17, I started to think maybe. Uh My husband would always be like, I think Kendall's gay. And I would say, don't say that because you know what? That's her journey to go on. But I also didn't want her to hear me say that because I didn't want her to think she couldn't come out. But then when she finally told me, I had a sigh of relief. Okay. I really did, because I wanted her to be able to feel like she could tell me that. Yeah, and it also explains the improv. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and her team, there was a girl on that team that she was always trying to hang out with. I said, I think that maybe she's got a little crush. Yeah. So things just started to make more sense. It made more sense why she, like, was so obsessed with Emma Stone. Oh, yeah. She loved Emma Stone. I was like, I've never seen someone be so obsessed with Emma Stone. She's just like a normal actress. She's gorgeous. Mm-hmm, she is. Just normal. I, yeah. I just didn't understand why. Um, so it made it made a lot of things cleared up for me, which was nice. 
Yes, that's really good. So who is your favorite LGBTQ plus celebrity? Oh my gosh, that's hard. Uh, JVN. Oh, yeah. I love JVN. Yeah. And Anthony and Tian uh-huh. and Caramo. I can't, and Bobby. I can't pick my favorite. <laughs> yes. If you don't know, that's the cast of Queer Eye. Mm-hmm. I've applied. Really? So many times, which, well, I've had to, uh, I've made an application for myself. Yeah. Because you're supposed to be nominated by someone. But yeah. I have my life pretty together, so no one's ever nominated me. And they don't usually come. They haven't come to Minnesota yet. Yeah. But for, uh, last year, I didn't brush my hair for like six months, hoping someone would nominate me. <laughs> and nobody did. That's sad that no one noticed your rat's nest in the back. Nobody noticed. Nobody. Well, I always have my hair up in a bun, so maybe that was why. But, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I'm getting older, so people aren't maybe being too harsh on my looks anymore. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, nobody noticed and nobody nominated me. So that's my dream. So, Karamo, if you're listening, I would love to be on the show. She's a mess. <laughs> I'm a disaster. Seriously. Well, I'm an empty nester. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I'm going to, uh, let's, uh, let's. You guys, reach out if you want to fix her, but I think you're perfect just the Thank way you, you are. Thank you, Sarah. So I want to quiz you on some queer vocabulary. Okay. Do you know what a top is? A top. Like a spaghetti strap? In a sense. Spaghetti strap or a cardigan? And that it goes on the body. It goes on like a top that you would wear or a top you would spin. <laughs> Maybe it's a gay ballerina. <laughs> a gay ballerina? Is that right? Yes. Oh my gosh, I got it. Oh my gosh, I did not think I was going to get that one. I'm so bad with vocabulary. I'm shocked. We all. Yeah, gay ballerina. Do you know what it means to be a U Haul lesbian? A U Haul lesbian. Yeah. I don't want to be offensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe it's because my guess maybe would be taken that way. So just edit it out if it's not. But it's like um, some lesbians, oh, I don't know if I can say this, they dress kind of like long haul truck drivers. Have you it, ever it, seen that? Yeah, it is a lesbian with a commercial truck driver's license. Oh, okay. wait, are you serious? <laughs> no, it's actually... Oh, is that right? It's um, it's lesbians who move in together very quickly. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I actually did that with my first husband, so that's not just lesbian. Your first husband? Yeah. You were married once before? Once before, and we moved in very fast. Yeah. We moved in very fast because he had a ice maker in his free edge oh. and I wanted a piece of the <laughs> that's what I'll tell you I did I seriously so I moved in with them well it's hard to come by ice in Minnesota seriously <laughs> I, well they don't tell you that when you move there but it's true it's all brown yeah <laughs> so uh what is a twink a twink mm-hmm. uh that's a gay term yes twinkle twinkle little star that's all I can think twinkle twinkle little star how I wonder how gay you are <laughs> That's what I would say to my daughter every night as she would fall asleep. I think how when I wonder you, how gay you are. <laughs> I think when you see a twink, the last thing on your mind is, I wonder how gay they are. Okay. Wait, you know, that's a hint. That's a hint. Yeah. Okay. Is it a lesbian it's kissing a, another lesbian? That's just kissing. That's gay kissing. <sighs> so twink is um, a type of look from a young gay man. A type of look? Like he yes. gives you a sexy look? It's to some, yes. Okay. All right. Sexy look. Okay. All right. Well, then well, I. Oh no. Then it's... I'm a twink because I'm looking at all these <laughs> these gay men and I think they're so sexy. I know you got your eyes on the Fab Five. Ser- I. Okay, but seriously, Anthony is so cute. He is. And Caramo. Yeah. I, they're all cute, but the, but Caramo. Yeah. And Anthony are really really cute. So. Um. So I'm a twink for the <laughs> Twink for queer eye. Yes. <laughs> Do you have any plans for Pride? I'm going to go. 
to the Pride Parade Which with one? my daughter. Well, we're going to we're going to Minnesota Pride. Yeah. I'm begging to go to San Francisco Pride. Okay. Because I feel like that's the OG. Yeah. I would like to go. Yeah. So I'm going to do that. I got a shirt. Oh, my gosh. I got this shirt that says Gatorade. <laughs> it says Sippin' on Gatorade. Yes. But it's spelled gay, and it has a pride flag. So I'll be wearing that all month. I'm donating. Yeah. Lots of donations. What are you donating? To charities. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm donating. I, oh, yeah, I'm donating money and all and other things. Yes. Donating organs. Yes. Organs. Donating oh, my organs. Oh, God. So to all the gay people out there, that's who I'm donating them to. So I'm doing a lot of that. Um, I'm having a gay game night. It's called Game Night, but it's about gay. I'm yeah. doing that with all my girlfriends. Not not dating girlfriends, but yeah. friend girlfriends. Uh, that's confusing. <laughs> so I have a lot of plans. I'm just trying to try to make the most of it. Read a lot. I've been hearing I should really be educating myself. So that's oh, yeah. what I try to do. Yeah, you definitely got to read a lot in the community. Yeah. Um, if you want to get anywhere. So uh, what should you say to parents? Uh, what would you say to parents who aren't supportive of their LGBTQ plus kids? Like, what would you say? I would say screw you. Yeah. Seriously. But I seriously would because you know what? I've had a lot of kids. Ugh. You cannot choose how they turn out. No. As much as you try, you cannot. There is absolutely nothing wrong with being gay. But if you are a parent who is expecting your kid to turn out a certain way, you can say goodbye to that dream because it's a waste of your freaking time. Mm-hmm. Kids, you cannot, all you can do is live them. Yeah. That's all you can do. Even if they're into a hobby you think is a little weird. My daughter golfed for years. You think that was cool? And you, you think I thought, she was gay? I, you know what, I was stupid. I was a twink. No. Right? Is that how you say it? No. I didn't understand. I didn't see that as being gay. No. But I wasn't like, oh, that's so cool. My daughter does go. But you just still, you show up and you support and you cheer for them. I was so bored at those things. Yeah. It was hot. I was carrying around her clubs. I was so just over it. But I still cheered and cheered and cheered. And that's like with being gay. Just be supportive because you know what? Yeah. On your deathbed, not yours, Sarah, but somebody who's unsupportive of their kids, on their deathbed, they will regret Mm-hmm. Yeah, because your kid is not going to ungay themselves. That doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It does not work. So you will lose that relationship and you will regret that. You hear that, mom? <laughs> what would you say to an LGBTQ plus youth out there who isn't accepted by their family? You know what? Is it your family is so small. Mm-hmm. It's so small and the world is so big. And there are people out there who adore you and love you and they are going to find you one day. And even though in your small family, in your small town, it can feel like the whole world, it's not. And there are tons of people out there who think you're a rock star. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, I would agree with that. I think your family is so random. But what's cool about a chosen family is that you can choose them. And I will be everyone's mom. Yeah. I will be everyone's gay mom. I'm not gay, but they'll be gay and I'm their mom. <laughs> yes. I'm a twink mom. <laughs> yes, you are. Well, you you heard it here first, folks. If you're gay, that's okay by Kendall's mom. Oh, yes. I seriously think that. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I feel seriously honored to be interviewed by you. You're such a good journalist. And I just I'm so honored to be on this show. Um, Happy Pride, everybody. I hope you celebrate big. Mm. Celebrate big. Yeah. And you sound like a great mom. And your daughter's very cool as well oh my gosh i love her so much Mm. i love you and i love you so much sarah (laughs) i know i just met you but i love you 
Thank you. I love you too. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, isn't she just adorable? Your mom is a hoot and a half. She's so cute. And I mean, I thought it would be nice to bring her on because I know that a lot of people don't have supportive parents and she just, she can be your supportive parent. She really loves, loves all the gays so much. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, that interview was deeply triggering. Yeah. Are you okay? Yes. It's okay. You guys hugged for a lot of it, I heard. You just kind of did a long hug. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully maybe they edited it out. I don't know. Hopefully they did. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Um, I'm sure you are saying it. And I, I'm sure you're saying it. And I just can't hear it because you're not in the room. But thank you so much. I'm going to try to have a lot of fun on my Alaskan cruise. And I'm going to try to get these um, tons of stones out of my throat. And um, make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. And make sure to listen to, like, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any place you get your podcasts. The BCC Club, new episodes every Wednesday. This was our free-for-all Pride episode. Free-for-all Pride because they said we can't tell them what to do during Pride. No, and so happy Pride to all the gays out there. And um, allies, I'm just going to acknowledge you without thanking you because it's not about you. And uh, we will talk to you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye. Finding a doctor is truly the hardest thing on planet Earth, which is so unfortunate because when you're feeling really sick, the last thing you want to do is talk to an old man who has no idea what you're going through and doesn't understand anything about medical stuff or science and just tells you to drink more water. That is just the worst feeling ever. And that's why I use ZocDoc. If you listen to this podcast, you know I'm obsessed with ZocDoc. It's the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable and actually listen to you. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Go to ZocDoc.com BCC and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot BCC. ZocDoc.com BCC. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.